Um, we've got in the studio Phoebe Morris, um, who's a Wellingtonian and is just um, fresh off the success and the buzz of illustrating the Penguin book first to the top about Sir Edmund Hillary's Ascent of Mount Ezra Everest that was um, written by David Hill and me being from the UK. I didn't really know David Hill's <laughs> background, but I spoke to my Kiwi housemate and she was like, oh, I used to read his books when I was young. So was that a big deal? Um, yeah, definitely when I found out it was David, it was kind of made it next level, I guess, because I remembered reading his books as a kid as well. And yeah, it was just awesome to recognize the author and terrifying to, you know, have your first book be about Sirid. But (laughs) I'm I'm really grateful that I was paired with David because he was just super, super supportive and just knew exactly, you know, what he was doing and knew the industry. And he was a really good kind of mentor throughout it as well. And so this was your first book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh out of uni. <laughs> and, oh, really? So, yeah. so had you just been kind of playing the trade, kind of hobby based, or doing one-off jobs? And um, well, I started out actually. I was working at Vic Books up on the hill immediately after I finished uni, and I was like, oh, just kind of practice illustration, you know, try and get better, and and um, just kind of do what commissions I can get, and work in the bookshop, and that'll be nice. And then a few months in, got this email, almost out of the blue about doing this book and kind of had to say, sorry, I have to go because <laughs> I have to start work on this thing. And yeah, I guess since since the book finished, I've just been doing um, odds and ends for different people. So some work for the city council the other day, some work for the wireless, and um, I work at Trade Me part-time, sort of alongside the whole process of working on the book. Yeah. Yeah. And you managed to keep all that going through the process? Um, not so much on the commissions. Okay. I pretty much put on my website that don't contact me. <laughs> I'm busy. So how right long now. did it take? Um, well, it was my first book, so it probably took longer than your average picture book might take. It really depends on people's style as well. So for me, I think it was just over a month of sort of drafting out the whole book and then there's some back and forth with the publisher and then, gosh, it would have been November, December, January... It was three to four months on the final final output. It's hard to say exactly how much, but there's a lot of working sort of seven days a week in there. Um, I worked pretty much solid through January to get it done. And your bio says that you were pretty thankful to Wellington Coffee Industry for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coffee's great. Is that true? <laughs> um, I have to say I'm not like a big coffee snob. <laughs> I'm just happy if you put a coffee in front of me. Yeah. And I, I pretty much love off the Havana... Explained, and I just do plunges. Although I did just buy a Swiss gold, and that's oh, they're good. good. Yeah, that's yeah, like next they're really plunger. cool. Yeah, I'm into that. And they're all one cuppa thing as well. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. When you like yeah. loan some coffees, because I, I yeah. love coffee, but I I hate how much money you end up spending mm. on it. So that was kind of my solution there. I, yeah, I I've just got um anyway. Let's I'm <laughs> totally rambling. I was going to say uh, yeah, I've just uh, just got my reusable cup, and I always yeah, leave it, and yeah. then I can't have a coffee because I've got kind of strong principles now, and it's like. <laughs> Oh, I have to stay in or I don't have time. Anyway. Yeah, that's another thing, environmental yeah. angle. <laughs> and so in that same bio that mentioned the coffee, this is my link now, yeah. you mentioned it's, it mentions that you um, what you led, that led you to drawing was that you were interested in animals and you had discovered you had allergies and that you, you went into drawing. How, how true is that? That's pretty true, I think. I just remember I was always really infatuated with animals. Um, I had a cat. I was very allergic to it and pretty much anything with a lot of fur made me sneeze. but And I watched a lot of David Attenborough docos and I just really liked animals. And I remember asking my third or fourth year teacher how to spell zoologist because oh, cool. I wanted to be a zoologist. 
But then I, just, I guess it was my cat that kind of put me off, just the constant <laughs> sneezing and everything. And then I got really obsessed with dogs and I just started drawing dogs because I wanted a pet dog. And then I started drawing it's like giraffes, kangaroos and cats and then just slowly branched out into other animals for like years and years in primary school. And then by the end of primary school, I was doing a, a more holistic mix of things, but still very much animal focused. And then all through college, I tried to put animals in everything. So I think I, I was just infatuated with animals and, and that turned into an, an aesthetic interest um, rather than a sort of field of study that cool. I followed, I guess. And was, yeah. there, um, was there a detection of talent from people around you early on, or, or was it just that through this kind of, um, um, uh, was it, uh, I'm trying to think of the word now, <laughs> uh, I, I can't really think of the word, but yeah, through, yeah, through, the, through the sort of impulse to, to constantly draw? Um, I guess it was something I always did, and I definitely had a couple of teachers who recognised that, like even in intermediate, I had one teacher um, I was really into writing as well. And he'd say, okay, you don't have to come to sports afternoon if you sit here and you write a story and you do a drawing. And I loved that because I hated sports <laughs> with a vengeance. Um, and around that time I was, I did win a couple of creative writing competitions just locally. And that was kind of my strength then. But in college, I, I guess I did quite well at art, um, just in the, within the NCEA program. But, um, yeah, Matthew was kind of up and down. You do a whole mix of different things there. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know if my work was ever particularly stand out, but I guess it was just something I always did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess when I got to uni as well, you get a whole mix of people who are just learning illustration for the first time versus people who have actually been just kind of chipping yeah, away yeah. at it as a hobby for years because cool. it's kind of how many hours you put in, really, at the end of the day. And so you mentioned that you wrote as well, and is that that's something that's still going now? or? Um. I haven't really done any creative writing in a while other than sort of stupid poems and bits and pieces, but I guess I quite like like Roald Dahl's writing. I like the kind mm. of ridiculous stories, and I have got about three children's books in my mind that I haven't got down on paper yet. Yeah, so I'd like to work on them someday. And they've all got animals in them, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to work great. that back in. <laughs> and, you, and like animals with uh, human personalities or human characteristics? Um, or? One of them does, and then I guess the other two, there's just, like, I just want to draw a lot of birds for one of them, and then another one's got a tiger, because tigers are also awesome <laughs> to draw. And uh, are they, um, what's, what sort of drives you to do the drawing? Is it all work now, or is it? Um, do you still find yourself just doodling away or drawing for fun? I stopped for a long time, actually, after I did the book. I kind of burnt out and stopped doing it as a hobby, but then I went to Japan for about a month and started drawing again kind of for fun and have managed to sustain that so I think it comes and goes but there is a frustration with constantly taking on commission work and having these projects that you really want to do for yourself and not quite being able to fit them in or just sort of having to really slowly chip away at them over time and yeah there's definitely a lot of a lot of thumbnail sketches that haven't haven't been realized yet so yeah yeah I'm hoping to sort of get to that stage and the, ba point. the balance of a creative life here in Wellington is it so yeah it's that kind of sometimes you must see projects you really want to do that maybe don't pay that well or even not at all <laughs> if it's yeah. like friends that are asking for stuff done for that um but but is it yeah do you balance that pretty well or is it a, kind of a struggle um yeah I think I got better at sort of turning down once I really like would like to have you know 
worked on but just really realistically couldn't. Yeah. Because people do ask for a lot of freebies, but the reality is there's a lot of work goes yeah. into it. And, and yeah, I guess there's still the odd project that I do um, kind of more for fun, but I also try and make sure I've got a really clear goal with it or it's for something that I'm passionate about. Like I'd love to be able to occasionally uh, sort of, I guess, donate some time or some design work to some groups that I'm really passionate about as a way of volunteering almost. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of, yeah, see extra projects as either that or they're just something that I want to do more as an artist yeah. rather than a commercial illustrator. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, like, it's getting it sustainable first, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know. The, I kind of know the feeling a little yeah. bit from music. It's a tricky but... balance. There's so many emails. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. many emails and things to juggle. And then juggle. dragged into community radio shows as well. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. So a bit about first, uh, first to the top. Um, what was the yeah, what was the process like? I mean, so we did um, did do you bounce things off David, or does he have the whole book written and then you kind um, of? Yeah, so basically the idea had already been pitched and approved by the time I got offered the job and then pretty much the next thing that happened uh, was David Yeah, started working on the text um, and because he knew it was my first book, he very kindly showed me a kind of draft version that I could start brainstorming around because I was a bit nervous about the time it would take to draft the whole thing and it's about 32 pages and then um, he submitted that to the publisher, we got some feedback and then I guess I sort of – I don't know if I had too many suggestions at that point. My suggestions were often around, like, the structure, page to page, um, just for the pacing of the illustrations. Yeah. Yeah, and then from there the text got locked in, and then that's when I sort of came in and started really nutting out the just the visual layout that mm. would accompany it. Um, and then after that it went to the designer as well to do the typographic layout, so I wasn't involved in the – in the typography or anything like that. But um, I think our designer, Carla Sy, did a really beautiful job of the text and everything. So It is a stunning book. Um, I'll just I'll, I'll just mention to... <laughs> Thank you. Less, less, I mean, yeah, I don't want to overwhelm you with a compliment, but to the listeners, um, I, I picked a copy, up, a copy up yesterday from Vic Books. And is, it, is it available in, across Wellington, across New Zealand? It, it is. Pretty... Um, I know they've got it at Wickles, Paper Plus and Unity as well. Cool. And a few local bookshops, but I know that they're also out of stock at the moment. Which oh, great. Is great. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> but they are printing so that, more. That just yeah. gives you a sign of, uh, of how good it is. And, and yeah, I managed to pick up, it was the, it was the last copy on the shelf in the Vic yes. Books. And um, the chap there working there, I mentioned to you earlier, <laughs> he, yeah. he was like full of your pra- singing your praises. <laughs> Um, and I think I'm going to send it to to the states to to my um, cousin's daughter. Um, awesome. who, and and, and there's something really cool I think about a kids' book that is a real thing that happened. Yeah, and, um, it's quite it's inspiring. I think. Yeah, I really like it because I think a lot <clears throat> of kids now would not necessarily know who Syriad was. Yeah, true. And I liked as well how the way David wrote the story makes it feel like it's a work of fiction, but then it's all yeah. real. There's something really interesting about that I guess Um, just makes it more incredible and I I read some biographies of of Syriad um, in preparation and you just couldn't believe some of the stuff in there and I think David at some point said something about you know not knowing how he managed to fit so much into one life or almost feeling bad for him that he had such a full busy life because he did so many things Um, like I, I knew about Everest but I didn't know about him crossing Antarctica yeah. or going to India or about what happened to his family and then all his work with the trust and yeah. there was some work 
looking for yetis while studying what happens to the human body at high altitude. Like he just did, he was just an incredible, incredible person. So yeah, yeah. And and you've just auctioned off um, some books for uh, Nepal as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So keeping with the, his vein of what he did, I guess. Yeah, I really wanted to go over there actually and go and find one of the yeah. schools and like take them the book, but of course that earthquake hit. Um, yeah. And obviously it's not as safe as it was up there at the moment. So I thought, what can we do now that the book is out to just sort of get some money together or at least help with that? But I'd still be keen to go over there at some point and just, just yeah, see what it's like. Yeah. And it'd be a nice resolution to the project in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so what's what's coming next for you? So you just got um, signed for a second book? or Yeah, so um, Penguin Random House have... I think they'd already planned for a second book, but they wanted to see how first to the top went. And it's going well, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, we're going ahead with the next one. And it's also written by David, and um, it's about another famous New Zealander, um, but quite a different kind of person in quite different environments as well. It's not up a snowy mountain. Um, so it's got different challenges to first to the top, but it's been... It's been fun to work on cool. so far. Is it a New Zealander you knew much about? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, actually, possibly more. a little more than I knew about Sarid. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, I've got his character pegged as well as I had Sarid. I feel like I oh, had a cool. pretty good idea of him, whereas this guy's a little trickier. But um, Is it John Key? No, it's, it's pretty not John <laughs> Key. <laughs> you wouldn't want to read that book too. No, guys. no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just, I'm about halfway through drafting it now so it's been pretty full on cool and um if people want to see your work and um yeah where can they go to see that um i have got a facebook page as <laughs> most people do in this day and age in this day and age um which is i think it's phoebe morris illustration and then i have portfolio and i have an instagram and you can pretty much just find them from the facebook page that's probably yeah. the easiest way to go to be honest i'm using Facebook and Instagram more than I, I use my website now. Like, it's yeah. interesting. People don't really go out to someone's website unless they're a client. Yeah, I feel true, like that's true. kind of space for Unless that. they're really deep into, like, stalking, yeah. you know, the creeping yeah. Yeah, <laughs> on the background. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that, I think that's um, a lot of my questions. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm interested uh, how you think about Wellington as a creative community as well, because I guess this is community radio and... Um, I play music in Wellington and I, I just, I love the links. And yeah. has that helped you at all? Um, and has it been a struggle with the, with trying to get somewhere with illustration? Cause it sounds like you kind of went from university to this book. So was there a time where it was kind of a uh, challenging? Um, I think I've been very lucky in the connections I've had. And I guess I've always made a point of just, uh, making an effort to meet people and just be nice to work with, I think. And, and there is a good community here. It's pretty uh, buried, I think, in a way, because obviously a lot of artists are a bit quieter, so you kind of need to already have those connections from yeah. uni. I think that's what I kind of followed through on. So I've got a shared studio space with um, some other commercial artists and illustrators, and they're really amazing to work with, and that's just such a great place to be. I started off working from home, and I was just going bananas. Yeah. So. Really Difficult important. to concentrate or just... Yeah, yeah, it's like your bed is right next to you and you're just like, <laughs> oh, I could just sleep yeah. <laughs> or I could clean the house or I could do something. So it's 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 been invaluable to have that sort of separate space and we're on Cuba Street and we're near 
French art and Gordon Harris. Oh, great. And, yeah. you know, you just zip down and get coffee if you want or you make it. And they are working on, on <laughs> interesting projects too. Yeah, they're, they're more for um, working <clears throat> for international clients, which is mm. really cool. So they've been out uh, freelancing a bit longer. They've got a really strong web presence. And, yeah, they're just working for people from the States, all sorts of people get in touch, which is really cool. So I guess I'm trying to work on that myself now as well, just sort of branching out. And it's nice that you can do that but remain in Wellington because I really like yeah. Wellington as a city. I like that you can walk everywhere and that you always see people you know out on the street and it's, yeah, I think it's a good good vibe here for yeah. creative work. And what adv- just what advice would you give to, if there was any young uh, uh uh, animal allergic uh, children uh, <laughs> listening with their pencil sharpened doodling away um, I don't know I feel like if, if it's really what you want to do you just kind of end up in the right place Yeah. I don't know if that's a bad thing to say but I feel like I've always just worked hard and just it's truly what I've been interested in so you just kind of follow the right people and end up in the right places hopefully um, and if not just search online like find those communities because yeah, they're yeah, out there yeah. I mean it doesn't have to be people in your own city who you sort of bouncing ideas off yeah, like there's yeah. a lot of great Facebook pages now where people just share their work I think there's one called Level Up and you people can give you advice yeah, on it from, yeah. from anywhere um, and just yeah keep practicing because it is just about putting in the hours yeah, I yeah. still need to put in a lot of hours <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and don't be afraid to learn on the job as well because I, I know a lot of people who um just kind of want to practice heaps and I've yeah. had emails from students who are like oh what should I do and I'm like practice but don't just practice like make sure you you get out there and you talk to people and you find work for yourself to do and if you can't find work make up your own project or you know and just keep chipping away yeah yeah I think yeah. that's it do it anyway and then yeah you know, and then when people come to you and yeah and it must have taken a bit of confidence for you to start when it's your first book and be like whoa penguin yeah. okay and David Hill, <laughs> whoa you know and Fake just have you make so, it. So, so, yeah, safe <laughs> self-belief but that's all it, that's all it great yeah I mean yeah yeah and try and treat it as a nine-to-five as well I think a lot of people get yeah, I definitely true. did I got yeah. really buried in it and um, it's hard to detach yourself from it. And then the you end up you burning can... out, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. that happen at all? Oh, yes. <laughs> but that's <laughs> but how that's you learn to manage it. <laughs> that's where coffee helps as well. Yeah. But if you can, that's another, I think, good way to do it. Cool. And yeah. you've picked a song for us? Yeah, I can't remember which. It was one of two Mac DeMarco songs. Yeah, which one do you want? We've got both. I don't mind. Maybe the first one. Okay. I um, listen to a lot of Mac DeMarco. Freaking Out the Neighbourhood. We, we can play that. That sounds bad when I'm saying it in an English accent. <laughs> uh, freaking, freaking Out the Old Neighbourhood. Okay. <laughs> so this is a Freaking Out the Neighbourhood by Mac DeMarco.
Freaking out the name 